Hey, welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews. I'm Scott, that's Dave, and today we are going to be reviewing Peter Jackson's earlier film. No, not The Feebles. This will be The Frighteners um, with Michael J. Fox. But uh, before we get into it, uh, what you been up to, Dave? Anything good? Oh, not a whole lot. All bad, brother, all bad. All bad. Um, <laughs> I, actually, I actually finished a book called uh, Shadows of the Empire. I think I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yes. I finished it off. And there was a character in that book that I'm very shocked John Favreau hasn't pulled forward yet. Uh, maybe he will. Maybe he's still thinking about it. Um, but it's uh, the main character, or one of the main bad guys, is a uh, an android named Guri. Mm-hmm. And it turns out Guri is like a humanoid android, like. She looks human. She sounds human. She smells human. Like to touch her and feel her, you would not know that she's not human. But she could rip the arms off a Wookiee. <laughs> she's pretty damn strong. Um, they they really build this chick up to be a real badass, and I'm I'm just really shocked that Favreau hasn't come out and done something. And I started thinking uh, also that this story would make perfect fodder for something in the Star Wars universe now because they can do it in that in that uh, space that they have all set up. You can build all the sets in space. You can right. everything they can do. And they've got um, uh, Lords, uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter. You got the guy who plays um, Lando Calrissian. Can never remember his name. Can never remember his name for whatever reason. Now the, the younger version of him. You got the big eight foot tall guy that yeah. played Chewbacca now, um, and that's and you got a uh, Mark Hamill's son. Yeah. Guess what? You just cast this damn movie. You've got the script. You you pull in a good scriptwriter. You pull in a guy like Kasdan. You pull in mm-hmm. a guy like Kasdan's son. Uh, you maybe even pull in Steve Perry, the guy who wrote the book, and see if he can you know maybe throw out ideas or something. But you, I could see this being about a six-parter type of deal. It'd be pretty good, especially with Favreau mm-hmm. in charge of it. I mean, forget about it. That's it's. I was just thinking, like, when I well, I was reading it, rereading it. This is like the second or third time I read it, and honestly, I had forgotten completely about the Guri character. G U R I is how you spell her name, so I think you pronounce it Guri. Mm-hmm. And Zizor, I don't know who you'd get to play the big, the big bad guy. Um, I like the fact that they have Darth Vader in it, you know, going toe to toe with this guy. And they're basically they're not fighting; they're not ever in in battle together. It's all a test of of wills and who can out scoundrel the other one first in front of the Emperor and you know make him look bad and this and that. Right. And it's uh it's pretty good. I I liked it. And you get a little bit more into Vader's head and what he's thinking. You know, they they actually let him think. Uh, you know. Star Wars, Empire, and Jedi don't really get into his head that much, you know. But in this book, the guy really kind of plucks around. Right. And it's the story that takes place between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So you don't have to worry about Han Solo. He's frozen in carbonate. Right. There you go. The whole point is these guys are supposed to be trying to get to Han Solo. It's a good story. I enjoy it. If, if you like books, if you're a Star Wars fan, and you always wondered what the hell happened, and right. how they got the Tatooine and knew where where Han was. 
Read there that book. Go. It's pretty good. I enjoy it. I really well, you, you bringing all this up reminds me of how little I know about the expanded universe and mm -hmm. how much has been written and everything. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I haven't read anything. I just kind of grabbed the shows and, and watched the movies. Um, but I'm even behind on all of that. But on a positive note, I saw the book of Boba Fett has finished filming. No kidding. So they've wrapped on it. Um, right. so we should be seeing some of that soon. Um, which is cool. Absolutely. Um, and speaking of Disney plus, I have been watching Loki, um, mm. How's seen that? Two, ep two episodes. It's good. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm, so spoiled by WandaVision. Yeah. WandaVision was great all around, just well-written. Mm -hmm. So, and now, then I watched Falcon and Winter Soldier, which was good. It was action. It was, it was mm -hmm. your Avengers formula. Right, right. And now this, this is bizarre. This is really bizarre. Um, it deals with Loki uh, being caught as a variant in time by the uh -huh. time variant associate. Uh, right whatever the TVA uh, right. led by uh, Dr. Mobius, which is played by Owen Wilson. Mobius. He's good. That's, <laughs> That's a funny name. Cause Mobius was a, a cartoonist. He's a French yeah. cartoonist. Right. Uh, they, got, they had to have named him after that guy. Yeah. That's funny. So, and when he gets there, when they take him back to the TVA's base, everything is in 1950s style. <laughs> I like All it. The, all the monitors, like the clothes that he mm -hmm. has introduction videos that are done in 1950s animation style. Um, the city nice. skyline looks like 1950s uh, futuristic city paintings and stuff. Oh, it is, crap. That's great. It is really, really cool. The attention to detail they put in it. It's it's funny. I'm only two episodes in. Right. I don't know exactly where it's going and I'm not going to go into too much because people may not have seen it yet. But right. um, I'm liking it better than Falcon so far but um, very nice hard to tell hard to tell loki's a, a fucked up character yeah yeah but but he has a lot of fun with this so there's a lot of humor so it's it's good with that i i um i he's one of my favorite villains in the comic book loki because mm -hmm. i just love hating that guy and in the movie and in, in all the movies they made him a likable guy like by the end you're like oh good old loki he came yeah but then he stabs him in the back then he stabs him in the back <laughs> But yeah. by the time he gets, he winds up getting killed, mm -hmm. right? In, the, in the, all the movies. But then, but at that point, you're like, oh, he's a good guy. He's turned a corner. In the comic books, he's never turned a corner. He's always a vicious. He he's always trying to take over Asgard. I mean, that, and that's oh, what and I the world, everything, yeah. and you know, I, and that's that's where he's at now. <laughs> yeah, that's how I prefer Loki. I prefer my Loki to be just an evil bastard that doesn't make friends well. And if he does, you're never sure whether he's gonna backstab you again or not. No, you know? and and that's and that's like, that's just it. Um, in this in this series, I will say Mobius has given him enough rope because Mobius doesn't trust him. He knows right. how Loki is, and Loki's you know convinced he's got him. So every time he turns around, he's trying to stab him in the back or whatever. But he's like, <laughs> Mobius is a step ahead of him. Right. <laughs> so right. It's, he's still the same. Uh, so it is it is good. It's it's enjoyable. I wouldn't say subscribe for it yet, but. Mm -hmm. Maybe when you um, pop in to watch Boba Fett, you can. Yeah, when they Boba. do uh, Book of Fett and when Gina Carano comes back and does uh, Mandalorian. I didn't hear she was coming back or there was some rumors. There were rumors going around, but I don't see it. I, Man, I, can, I don't see. You would have to kowtow to her right now. Some heavy duty kowtowing needs to be done to bring her back into that series. And if I'm me... If I was the, the exec that just took over, I'd do that cow town because 
It's nothing on me. I didn't do it. And guess what? The person who butchered your, tried to butcher your career, I got fired. I just fired her. Have a nice yeah. day. That that would bring a lot of people back. I, I'm just enjoying that Disney's failing miserably in China right now. Are they really? Uh, yeah. Uh, that piece of trash freaking movie. Uh, Mulan? Yeah, M- Mulan. Yeah. Tanked over there. I see why. It's not good. It it tank it literally tanked over there. Uh, uh, Shang Chi, the master of kung fu. They've already said they're not going to show it in the theater. They, they basically said, "Yeah, you're you're closed already," uh, because they don't like the way Fu Manchu is being shown. And I'm like, Fu Manchu, that's how Fu Manchu is. Yeah. Fu Manchu is the man is the the Mandarin basically. Yeah, they're, they're interchangeable characters, and they're like, oh well, it's a stereotype and it's a negative stereotype. No, you guys just don't want to see bad guy Chinese, is what no. it is. And you know, to an extent, I can see that. But guess what? <laughs> Your fucking government is pretty fucking evil. <laughs> yeah, and Disney, <laughs> Disney does. Let's get this clear: Disney does not need China's money. No, they don't. They never did. But they, they, but they, they keep going they to it. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's. Whatever. And the sooner the sooner somebody looks at China and goes, "Hey, I don't need your money. See ya. We're out. Have a nice day." The better off that company is going to be, because then they don't have to keep kowtowing right. to a government who doesn't like them, doesn't mm-hmm. want them there, and basically hates everything Western but yeah. your money, because all they're doing is taking their IPs and stealing them. Of course. I mean that, that's, that's all what they do. That's what they do. They have always been like that. Yeah. Um. Not 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 to get off on a rant, but that's that's what the company that country's always done. Yeah. yeah that's some not of it a, was for survival, right. and some of it was for just we're making money, and it's all yeah. the government guys that are making all the money. It's just like over it's here, any yeah. bad corporation <laughs> that needs to be shut down and isn't being shut down, and you always scratch your head wondering why. It's because all your senators and congressmen got money in that company. Oh yeah, Aaron Damn <laughs> Exactly, exactly. It's like the Empire. There we, we go. go and there, Star Wars. <laughs> there's our Star Wars references. Um, you know what? what, Daisy? I'm sorry, my dog. <laughs> my dog came in. That's all good. Outside? Okay, I gotta let my dog out. All right. Okay, so before we take it off the rails again, like we're known to do, we're going to pop into um, Peter Jackson's The Frighteners. I forget what year this is. 90-something? 96, I think. 96. Um, This is a fun movie. It's got great acting, great effects. They still hold up so damn well. Yeah, pretty good. I I was shocked. One of the questions that I have is... Or one of the thoughts I had is Arlie Army. Um, he's dead now, and yeah. you think he? You wonder if he might be in the graveyard. <laughs> Get back in that grave, you man! <laughs> I've got eighty-five more years in this graveyard, <laughs> and I've got some plotted dirt with your name on it. He made a living as the drill sergeant. <laughs> He just got to continue after he left. I know. And then he just kept doing it. That's what's so goddamn funny about him. I know. He was a drill instructor for how many years? And then when he left being a drill instructor, he got acting jobs as a drill instructor. Of course he did. And he's perfect. I mean, 
everybody will look at him and re always remember Full Metal Jacket. Oh, I mean, yeah. he's the best part yeah. of that damn movie. Yeah, um, he's the only good part of that movie as far as I was I concerned. I agree with that. Yeah. Modine's okay in there, so. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, that's that just cracked me up. It's like, oh, look at that. That's funny. <laughs> Uh, um, have you ever seen Frighteners before? I don't remember. What I have, I have okay, several times, before. but it had been a long, a long time. I was one of the things I didn't catch the, before though was John Aston was in there as the judge. Oh, you didn't realize that that's who that no. guy was? That's no, funny. no, that's uh, the voice. Sean Once Aston. I hit yeah, Gomez Adams, Adams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. the original Gomez Adams, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, his son Sean Aston is uh. Please, Mr. Frodo, don't yes. go alone. Uh, or we can go to the Goonies. <laughs> yeah, the Goonies. That's yes. awesome. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, yes. So there's yeah. a lot. Michael J. Fox in there. Um, at the time that he was doing so many movies, he was pretty yeah. much a hot commodity at, at this time with coming off of the um, Back to the Future trilogy and, yeah. and the thing that was known as Teen Wolf. And <laughs> God, that was a horrible movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know where this falls in all of that, but I just remember I'm thinking there was Doc Hollywood. There was all yeah, these. He, he was big shit at this point. He was. He was. He was. And, and he's really good in this as the the shady, drunk, um, just depressed yeah. psychic. Yeah. Um, and he's not even a real psychic. No. Not well, technically, he he's is. not a psychic. He's just got a couple of freaking clowns. But he can he can see them. he can see ghosts and he can yeah. talk to ghosts. So let's back it up. If y'all haven't seen the frighteners, stop, go watch it, and then come back and, and join us because yeah. we're going to spoil this movie. Okay. So this movie sets up with uh, a town that's got a lot of people dying in it. Mm -hmm. And you have um Jack what the hell is his name? Barrington. Um Michael J. Fox's character is a private um, parapsychologist, right? Paranormal investigator. But here's the thing: he's a scam artist. He's hired ghost <laughs> because he can talk to ghost, and he has for them whatever reason. Yeah, for whatever reason, he can. He does yeah. see ghosts. He does. They're, they're just scamming with them. <laughs> yeah. So he's got a little side hustle. They they scare people. They call him. He cut Frank. Yeah, Frank. Frank Barton. Or no, Frank Barrington. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they call him and uh, he comes in and fixes it and the, they all leave and they have their money or whatever. Yeah, that's so, so um, damn funny. Yeah. But, but he does it for pennies. He's not even like making oh, money at he's, it. He's, he's so bad. He's got the ghosts to help him and he still can't rip people off well. <laughs> he never recovered after the loss of his wife. No, um, no, no, no. That, that totally wiped him out. And that's one of the, that's the arc you see. Um, you, you see that he, um, there's a story running in the background of this movie of a serial killer couple. Um, yeah. From with the 60s. Jake, with Jake Busey. God. Oh my God. He's great. I forgot how good he was in this. And I would have, yes. I would love, we, we watched and, and I was listening to our podcast for, from uh, um, Reanimator. Mm-hmm. How would you like to see Coombs and Busey be in a movie together, both being psychos? But I would have them, I would, I would turn the page on them instead of having them be the bad guys, I'd have them actually be yeah. the good guys. Yeah. <laughs> and just be completely psychotic. Well, well, with Coombs' character, that's a weird character to begin with. And oh it's just, my god. 
there is so much wrong with this character, but there's <laughs> just not. There's right. comedic moments. He's just such an asshole, such a insufferable prick. But then when he goes to get in his car and he puts this little tiny donut down to sit on, and he's, he's oh, oh. <laughs> and she starts yelling at him because he can't handle women who holler at him. So, yeah. Lord knows, I I would love to see what Peter Jackson and them wrote up for this character. Oh yeah, because he's got a backstory. At one point, Combs rips his shirt off and it's got all kinds of um, occult imagery. Just carved into his carved, chest. Yeah. Oh. He's like completely psycho. Um, oh, yeah. And he's the FBI agent. Yes. He's the one supposed to be investigating all the deaths in this town. Yeah. <laughs> there was something weird with him. I, I wonder. Yeah, here's. I, I I love him in this movie. It is a neat little weird comic relief. Uh, but I'm trying to figure out why he was even there. He was the FBI agent. He yeah, was the but, guy, he, but the him. Oh, him personally? Because but, the don't you remember the sheriff said that he was yes. undercover for most of his career? Yeah, he was undercover for most little, of his career. And he, he's a little edgy. I'm just trying to figure out why they went there. Comic relief, I guess, or just right. bizarre. Um, give you somebody to hate. It was just it was is a weird choice. <laughs> I'm not saying it. I mean, it worked. It worked 100. Yeah, it it's just um, wow. It was kind of ballsy. Like, why have like, that character at all? You could have had any FBI agent who had been investigating the occult to have been the foil to, to right. Frank, but you had somebody who was fucking psycho. I mean, and just full well, It it, works. It, ups, it really ups the ante to have somebody that's, a good that's point. psychotic. That's human. Yeah. And then you see the psychotic of the other guy, you know, who's the dead, who just escaped from hell and came back because yeah. the, his wife was number 13. Yes. Uh, uh, Frank. Yeah, Frank. I, I know. I know. Jack Frank's uh, wife was number 13, victim number 13. Yes. And, and she came back. It, it didn't really dawn on me for a few first few times I watched this is how Jake Busey's character comes back. It's because when the girl's released, she gets her hands on Ouija boards and she's over yeah. dimensions trying to call him back and he escapes hell through through the Ouija boards. And yeah. The first few times I watched it, I didn't it didn't click for whatever reason, and then it finally did, and I was like, "Oh, that's how he got out of hell." She yep. basically not you know picked the lock and opened the door for him. Yes, you know, so that was pretty good. Yes, I enjoyed that a lot. And if I'm not mistaken, she was played by D. Wallace. Um, hold on. Yeah. Um, I, uh, but yeah, Combs is great in this, <laughs> um, in this he setup. Just, he it's plays just, a psycho so good, and that, that's what's interesting because they're trying to paint uh, Frank Michael J. Fox's character as yeah. psycho and crazy, but yet everybody else is crazy around him, and it's um, it's it's kind of a sad story um, with a happy ending that's kind of yeah. yeah. took a took a hard way to get there. Um, Early on, Frank sets up the ghost to uh, haunt a house, and it happens to be a doctor. <laughs> and her husband dies. But when he goes to the house and he runs over the fence, yeah. and the guy comes out just yelling and screaming, and then he just backs up over his gnomes and just kills his gnomes. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> returns later in the night, runs through the fence again. 
Yeah, he just perks his truck or car right into the fence. Yeah. So, uh, so was that was the, that D Wallace? The actress was uh, her character's name was Patricia, right? Yes. Yeah, D Wallace Stone. Yeah. Who was a uh, evidently a very big on on Broadway and off Broadway stuff. And okay. I looked for her. So she did a few movies and things, but uh, up to the point of this, I didn't look past. Okay. Past she just she looked awfully awfully familiar. Yeah, um, I'm sure we've seen her in a bunch of other stuff. Oh, I'm sure. I'm Cyrus, sure. the ghost, the 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 black guy from the '70s. Yes, he looked very familiar. His, his name was Shy McBride. Okay. C H I McBride. So I'm I'm pronouncing it Shy McBride. I would say that's probably right. He he was. What the hell was he? He he worked. I forgot where they said he worked. He was like working in retail or something like that before he got his first part in, in a in a movie. And this is only like I think his second movie. No oh, damn. So he was he was just like maybe doing stand up or something. But his big break, he just you know look who he's acting with. Oh yeah. You know, and now you look at the people that he was involved with. And you're like, holy crap! That that's a heck of a crowd. But he was pretty damn funny, and Arlie Army. I mean, for crime, yeah, uh, yeah, you don't get any better than that. So now, this, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm, I was just going to say Elizabeth Hawthorne played Maga Magda Reese Jones. That was the okay. newspaper lady. What else was she in? She looked familiar. She was so familiar, so familiar. That's just it. Some of these people you you see, they have quite a career that ex goes beyond just this one movie. Um, but all of that being said, this was a, this was a good movie. It had a lot of yeah. high stakes. Um, in order to save his new girlfriend, Michael okay. J. Fox, huh? Yeah, it just keeps up in it. He he has to actually kill himself. Basically, yeah. has to die to go take on um jake Busey's character who he doesn't right. realize at the time and by doing so he finally sees a vision of everything that happened and sees that he really wasn't responsible for his wife's death right. right that he didn't do it and that i think is a turning point for frank at that point he's allowed now to live and to right. continue um well and so he does yeah. yeah he started his character as falling in love with yes the woman uh with uh with, with uh patricia he's, you know they're falling in love but he he's got that wall that yeah psychologically speaking he's got that wall between them that you know he he thinks he killed his wife he thinks yeah. he's haunted he thinks he's got all these mental problems when he doesn't really have the mental problems it's just he can't remember and that's what's driving him crazy is yeah. he, he thinks maybe maybe i did kill her i don't think so but he just yeah. doesn't know. He doesn't have the answers. And it all finally comes together and allows him uh, yeah. to, to live life. And and that's how the movie ends. It's such a great note. He yeah. and the doctor are having a picnic and they're tearing the house down, the house that he yeah. was building with his wife. And that yeah. was uh, that was good. That that it's a good freaking movie. It's it's funny. It's got action to like in this movie. There's so much to like. in the There's Michael so much gore. There's yeah, so much there, gore. <laughs> there really is a lot of gore in this movie. And I never really thought about it until last night when I was watching yeah. it. Just with the ghost ears, but a little bit then coming back. Yeah. Um, it was comical gore, but there was yeah. a lot of gore. Uh, you see, like, he's got the, the scythe. And he, yes. He hits that one guy right through the head. The one ghost. He, he yes. The spirit scythe and goes into the guy's head. It's holy cow. Yeah. That, that was, that was that was pretty graphic because he's standing there like, Hey, everything's okay. 
Yeah. And the two ghosts that were in business with Michael J. Fox's character. They get wiped out. They get wiped out. And you're like, yeah. oh, my God. And you're not really sure what happens with these ghosts. But in the interim of Michael J. Fox having to go into... Um, He's initially going to blow his brains out. He's like, yeah. I, gotta, I can't protect Fuck it. I, way, I'm going to do I, it. <laughs> yeah, I have to kill myself to fight this thing. He goes, that's the only way to fight. And the lady's like, no, no, no. I, you know, there's another way. And they go to a freezer, like at the hospital or something, right? Yeah, that's what and it looked like. What she does is she puts him into the freezer so he, he'll slowly freeze, basically freeze to death. And his heart rate goes so low that he has a near near death experience so he leaves the body and it's funny when he leaves the body because he's telling the ghost when he meets them how to be like what's going yeah. on and he's actually confused yes like, and he knows what's going on because he's yeah. you know he's seen it before but he's there he's like looking around he's like what the and he can't walk he can't stand he's he falling through fly. the walls yeah he's falling yeah. through the floor and the walls and shit and he finally gets up and he finally gets his bearings he's like oh okay i gotta go after this thing and he's fighting uh jake Busey's character yeah in, in spirit form they're jumping from building to building and going through walls and you know fighting and duking it out and Arlie Ermey's character shows up with the guns. Yes. And he just starts shooting. He just wipes him out. He damn near got him, man. Yeah, he gets killed. And then Michael J. Fox picks up the guns. And it's just, there is so much actual action in this yeah. movie that when I first saw this movie, I didn't even know Michael J. Fox was in it. It was like on Netflix or something. Mm -hmm. I read a little blurb and I was like, well, that's weird. That sounds interesting. I turned it on and I didn't realize it was supposed to be a comedy either. Yeah. So it's, it's a little comedy drama, more comedy than drama. It's dark uh, humor. Uh, yeah. Dark yeah humor. It's... There's a lot of dark humor in there, especially when Coombs character. Coombs is all. The yeah. FBI like... agent, the crazy psychotic FBI. Oh my God. <laughs> Forget about it, man. <laughs> he took that role and turned it to 11. He's like, you, oh. want, you want me to be crazy? Boom. You talk about chewing up some scenery when he shows up. <laughs> he's just sitting there gnawing on the desk. Arr, 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 you know, <laughs> get out of the way, Michael. I'll take care of this. I'll show yeah. you how it's done. And that that is, to me, that's a master class watching Coons come in. It just be. And not even in. He's not even in the scene exactly yet. They're shooting uh, Jeffrey yeah. Coons' character when he first shows up through a window over the shoulder of Patricia, the character, as he comes in a door and you just spot him instantly. And he's, he's jittery. He's nervous. He's looking around. And then they kind of zoom in a little bit, but it's, you're still looking through the window at him. He's still on the other side of the blinds and he's coming and he's standing in between the two blinds mm -hmm. and he's looking and he's, he's like doing a, a little nervous look and he goes to hide. And finally the sheriff, it comes back to the sheriff and the sheriff's like, uh, you want to come in here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what are you doing out there, man? <laughs> but just the minute he shows up, he takes, he takes the action and he takes the acting. And it's almost to me when I was watching it last night, it was almost like everybody up their acting ability. Like everybody's like, Oh no, this guy is not going to outdo me. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is not, I am right. Damn, I'm the star <laughs> of this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So overall great 
fun, 90s flick, yeah. effects still hold up. Uh, it's just a good movie. I'm I'm glad we watched it. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's um, fun. It's fun. I will give my old ass movie review recommendation of definitely watch The Frighteners. Um, definitely. It's something I could watch if it just happened to be flipping through the channels and it's on. You know, oh, yeah. It's one of those that yeah. can go. Um, I will so watch you're... it. If it's on, I'm sitting down and watching it. It's like, for me, this is right up there, Michael J. Fox movie with the, the three Back to the Future movies. I can yeah. sit down and watch those anytime. If somebody's got them on, I will sit there and watch them. I love that trilogy a mm -hmm. lot. I, I've I've often thought about how they would do a fourth one, I, but Michael J. Fox, I don't know how good a health he's in. Like I don't know if he'd be able to do any acting, but I could see where you could get a guy who looked enough like his kid, mm -hmm. or enough like him as a young kid, to play the part of Marty yeah. McFly again. Yeah. And I'm sorry, go ahead. No, uh, a few years back, Michael J. Fox actually had a, uh, a sitcom called The Michael J. Fox Show. Yeah, I heard and, about that. And people got upset because he was making fun of Parkinson's. And it's like, fuck you. I've got, got it. it. Oh. Because he, he was like a news anchor and he yeah. started shaking so much his chair would roll out of the way and shit <laughs> like that. It's like, the show was so damn funny. Oh it was God, good. Was and it was because he took it, he embraced it, they wrote around it and they did it and he got to right. act and did everything with his yeah. wife and all of that. So it was, oh, that's great. It was really, it was really cool. So I don't know, maybe, maybe he's up to it. It's just, you know, this, everybody being so woke <laughs> oh yeah no shit like how can you get mad at a guy that'd be like uh, 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 an asian comedian doing asian jokes right what are you gonna say to him doing asian jokes it's like what he's he's asian he's allowed he's yeah. if anybody is he's allowed he's got a pass <laughs> but uh did you catch um did you happen to catch jackson's minute appearance in this movie no i missed him when I was going to say, when Marty McFly leaves the press, when when uh, the Frank Castle or whatever his name is leaves, <laughs> well, the, this turned into the Punisher. Well, that's all we funny. needed. Punisher <laughs> shows up, fucks them all up. There is so much ghost guts everywhere. It's awesome. The whole town is just spirits. Um, when like what's his name leaves. <laughs> He leaves the, the newspaper. He, op he opens the door and he runs into a, some punker. And the punker. That was him? Yes, that yes. Was, that was Jackson. Because now, now that you Jackson. say it, it's like, sure enough. Sure yeah, enough. It's like, oh, damn. That was cool. That was cool. This is a fun movie. Um, old Ass Movies Reviews says watch it. So ne next week we are going into, um, what was it? Streets of Fire. Streets of Fire. I've seen not to be confused with Chariots of Fire, mind you, but Streets of Fire. No, there's not a whole lot of running in this. Well, there might be some running, but not like that kind of running. Okay. Probably. No anti-Semitism in this one. Oh, there's not. It's just... Okay. Uh, All right. And I, I think it's... Well, I'll have to look it up, but I think it's Willem Dafoe's first... Uh, Very cool. Very first, cool. So. First movie, I think. I'll, I'll double check that. Great. So y'all check us out next week. Uh, but before you do, go hit that like button, hit the subscribe, give us a review, tell us you love us, tell us you hate us, but give us a review. Please tell your friends, tell your mama, tell anybody. Your mama. <laughs> yeah. 
So thanks again you for watching. Yeah, man, it be about a card. <laughs> at least I'm not insulting anybody's mama. <laughs> What's your before we leave? Uh, what does your shirt say? Oh, this shirt actually says, "Just be a good human. Be humble. Be kind." Spread joy, peace, and love. Now, this is not my shirt. It's this awesome is the shirt of this guy here, Jamel, aka Jamal. Okay. It's one of the guys that I listen to on um, on here on YouTube, and I highly recommend him. He's very funny. He's he, he doesn't swear. I'll tell you that much right now. He does not swear like like Scott and I. What <laughs> the fuck? On here. <laughs> He's a very nice, very nice guy. I, I saw the shirt. He wears these shirts on his show. It's a yeah. little thing. And I was looking at that. And Kent and I looked over at each other and we're like, I want that shirt. I just, for whatever reason, I want that shirt. And I put it on today to, just for this, for the show, because I didn't have a Hawaiian shirt that was clean. Right. <laughs> so I put this on. And I thought, you know what? It makes me feel good. It makes me feel, I go. try to remember to be humble. I try to treat everybody the same, that just as big a piece of garbage as I would anybody else. So, <laughs> I'm kidding. I, no, that that's cool. That's cool. But it's a good uh, sentiment, and, and I try to I try to live by it. Um, I fail a lot, but I try. Hey, at least yeah. you try, unlike some assholes. So, yeah, some bastards. Some bastards. <laughs> Fuck you! I'm over here trying to be a good person. You're a fucking asshole. <laughs> but. <Yeah>. If, <laughs> Is that how it works? With that said, with that said, honestly, if you if you like reaction videos and stuff, this guy does some really great stuff. He's he's very funny. He's very very entertaining. Um, he did one, and I was just watching it. It wasn't even a reaction video. He just went to go visit his mom in his old hometown <laughs> in his old neighborhood, and it was just funny because he went to the door to knock on the door, and you can hear the mom on the other side of the door going. Who is it? He goes, he's like, he looks at the camera like, what, what do you think it is? You know, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, he just goes in, he sees his mom from Mother's Day. And it was just kind of a cute little thing. And I have no idea why I even watched it other than I like the guy. <laughs> like, I will have to check him out. I, I want to see what his mom looks like. I want to see yeah. what love that. This guy's a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. He seems like a pretty humble guy. And uh, if I could ever get to that level of humility, I mean, Goals. probably much more successful than I am. <laughs> Goals. I am not a humble person. <laughs> no, but you'll get there. At least you're trying. So make sure you tune in next week, and we'll see if Dave's any more humble um, or if he hasn't cussed anybody out. Uh, I cannot promise either of those. I will, I I'm working on the humility. I'm working on trying to be a nice guy. You might be able to pull that one off. <laughs> trying to pull off a nice guy. Can't say I won't swear at anybody. <laughs> right. So we'll catch you later. Be sure to tune in for Streets of Fire.